Welcome to today's episode of Bright New Star. We have Marie and Charity with you here today, and we are going to talk about journaling and the markers for our miracles. To begin with, I'm going to share a quote that John Adams gave to his grandsons, George and John. Now, George and John had lived with John and Abigail for a little while, and they were heading to their parents in Europe at the time, their parents being John Quincy Adams and his wife. And so what John Adams told his grandsons was, they must keep diaries, Adams told them, as once he had told their father. Without a diary, their travels would be no better than a flight of birds through the air, leaving no trace. So, journaling, markers of miracles, can you see why it's important to keep these pieces of our history? It brings joy, remembrance, emotion. As I've been currently writing in my journal about a trip that we recently took, I am finding lots of laughter as I'm reading back through the pages. And when I read it to my husband and my son, there were tears. And I realized once again, emotion is in journals. And that's so good because it makes us real. That's beautiful. To preserve those things. And it's so much easier to preserve those things close to the moment. Yeah, way easier. <laughs> I thought about my older son and daughter who wrote in their journal every day of the trip, whereas I wrote a week later. And while I did highlights, they have the details. Mm. And that will be so beautiful for them to have in the future. Absolutely. Founding fathers. We would not have the peace of our nation if the Founding Fathers hadn't written their thoughts and their words. And I love something that Hamilton actually explained once. He said, Men give me some credit for genius, but all the genius I have lies in this. When I have a subject in mind, I study it profoundly. Day and night it is before me. I explore it in all its bearings. My mind becomes pervaded with it. The result is what some people call the fruits of genius, whereas it is in reality the fruits of study and labor. Wow. Right. And it makes me think, when we're writing in our journals, it allows us to think, to process, and to become a better person. Well, we often see what happened more clearly when we put it down on the piece of paper. Right? Like Benjamin Franklin? I am sure some of you have heard of his 13 virtues. He had the audacious goal of becoming perfected in these virtues in his lifetime. And I call it audacious because he himself said, I know this is absolutely crazy to try, but I really want to do this. He actually said later in his life that he never perfected a single one of these traits. And yet, he said, and may it be well, my posterity should be informed that to this little artifice, meaning his 13 virtues, with the blessing of God, their ancestor owed the constant felicity of his life down to his 79th year, in which this is written. What reverses may attend the remainder is in the hand of providence, but if they arrive, the reflection on past happiness and joy ought to help his bearing them with more resignation. To temperance, which was one of his virtues, he ascribes his long-continued health and what is still left to him of a good constitution. To industry and frugality, the early easiness of his circumstances and acquisition of his fortune, with all that knowledge which enabled him to be a useful citizen and obtain for him some degree of reputation among the learned. To sincerity and justice, 
the confidence of his country and the honorable employs it conferred upon him, and to the joint influence of the whole mass of the virtues, even in the imperfect state he was able to acquire them, all that evenness of temper and that cheerfulness in conversation which makes his company still sought for and agreeable even to his younger acquaintance. I hope, therefore, that some of my descendants may follow the example and reap the benefit. I love that. I love that he gave credit to his efforts. Yes, and that he didn't have to be perfect. And that he recorded that. Because people probably often just look at him and say, oh, he was just amazing. And don't see the time and effort he put in. He didn't feel like he succeeded, but he attributed all of these good things that happened in his life to those efforts. And we wouldn't know that unless he wrote it down. Yes. Franklin would take one of these traits a week and work on it and try to be perfect in it. And he's like, every time I tried to work on this one trait, another one that I was working on in the future would come up and bite me essentially. (laughs) But the fact that he journaled the process. And the struggle. And the struggle. Yes. He was real. Yeah. To help us all know that it's a struggle. It's not easy for anyone. When we see someone just from the outside, we assume, oh, they just came naturally that way and what's wrong with me? But I'm so grateful for people who've written down that it was a struggle and it was hard and that's okay. That's just life. Yes. Yes. Writing those virtues. Absolutely. Adding to that and moving back to Hamilton, giving us time to think, we should write an account of the important transactions which are taking place before our eyes. We are not apt to think of the importance of events as they transpire with us, but we will feel the importance of them afterwards. We are living in one of the most important generations that man ever lived on earth. That is so cool. I had a history teacher when I was a junior in high school who, as part of our class, we had a journal assignment that once a week we had to write down in this journal something that happened in the world and how we felt about it. That just made me think of that. I need to go find that journal. I don't know how faithful I was. And now I think, oh, what if I had been more faithful? But it was during the Persian Gulf War type of time. Oh, so it was interesting. But at the time, I'm like, that was just what was happening. Mm -hmm. But we don't see the importance of what's happening in the world when we're in the middle of it. Until later. And how interesting that would be to just once a week write down something that happened in the world and what you thought about it. Yes. So different forms of journaling. Well, there's one. (laughs) I know there's some people who love to do a bullet type journal. The idea of just writing is overwhelming and that's that's okay. And so they just do major things that happen in just this bullet journal. I've read about one who he actually does it in a spreadsheet and he writes a few words about one story that happened that day in his life so he could retell that story. And it triggers his memory. Right. And then it's searchable. When he wants to tell a story to his kids, he'll put like key words in other columns okay, this story has to do with something funny that happened in our family. This is something that was hard. And he has those different keywords. And then he has enough of a trigger statement to help him remember the story. And he just tells stories and tells stories to his kids, which is so fantastic. His goal for his journal, this spreadsheet, is to tell stories, to share what he has. And it makes it so that it's not just the same five stories told over and over (laughs) again, which are great and they're important, 
but we have a lifetime of stories. The typical junior high journal. Today I went to school and I did my homework. My brother kept a journal faithfully for all of junior high and high school, but every single entry was practically the same, but he was writing in his journal every day. And so I think it's really cool to write meaningful things. Write Make down, it worth it. Yeah, because he, he really, he threw them away because they literally said the same thing every day and he was just doing it to check a box. Uh-huh. I think if you find your why for keeping your journal, and I love the idea of having markers for your miracles. Yes. We are so blessed. We have an abundance of paper and computers and all these types of things. I think of the children of Israel who amazingly kept their memory of their stories intact for generations. They had markers for the miracles and physical things to help them remember. When Joshua and the children of Israel crossed the River Jordan, they parted, they walked over on dry ground, and the Lord said, go have them pull out 12 big stones. You know, each tribe pull out a big stone and they put it on the side. In Joshua, it says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, what mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them and tell them the story. Tell them about the miracle. Tell them about the hard times in the wilderness, the hard times in Egypt. But you'll have this object that will help you remember the story and will get them to ask you about the story. Yes. Then you'll preserve these important memories, the miracles. And the Jewish people were so aware of their history and their stories. And And they they still are. Yeah. And because there have been these markers before they could print a book and put all the pit I mean, wouldn't that be fun? All the pictures of everybody crossing the River Jordan and turn it into a storybook and all these cool things that we can do now. Did they just have 12 stones? And that was enough to preserve that. And if we really want to preserve a memory, make a marker for those miracles, we need to figure out what works for us. Yes. Because it might be a bullet journal. It might be a spreadsheet. It might be recording. Just doing a voice memo type of thing. And how cool now to hear it in your own voice. That would be fantastic. And if you ever want it transcribed, I remember at the end of my high school career, one of the gentlemen I worked for, that's what he did. He took voice memos of journal pieces. And then when there was extra time, he would have me transcribe them. And it was wonderful because I got to hear the miracles in his life as I was transcribing and he got to do it in the way that worked for him. Right. And we don't know who they could bless someday. It might be us. It might be four or five generations down the line. I helped a woman digitize her great-grandfather's journals from the early 1900s, late 1800s. We digitized them and made them a PDF and put them online so they would be visible to anyone in the family. And she got an email a couple months later from a long-distance cousin who said that her life had been transformed by reading these journal entries, most of which were just, I milked the cows and mended the fence type (laughs) entries. But she was transformed by getting to know her great-great-grandfather father. Yes, I believe it because I have been working on transcribing my great grandma's journals. At the beginning, when she's a young mom, oh my goodness, she was the most delightful writer. You fall in love with her children, which are my grandma and my great uncles, because she would tell the antics that they Mm. did and she wouldn't get mad at them. She would instead take it out on her journal and write these hilarious little clippets. It's so fun. And my cousins and I have loved reading it as it's being transcribed. And later in her life, she went through really rough things. I have indeed gone through really rough things, but it lets me know that that's okay. 
Mm. My great grandma made it through. She made it through with great health until the end of her life. She was downhill skiing in her 80s. Oh. I mean, she was, <laughs> even with the super hard things she went through, she still lived and she still wrote. And that gives me courage. I love that. And I love that she wrote down the fun things. That is one thing I've tried to do. I have a digital journal app. And whenever my kids would say funny things, uh-huh. I would just write it down and put it in that and I could tag it kid quotes. And there are Sunday evenings or different times where we just hit that tag and then we just read through all of these hilarious things that my kids said, which we would have forgotten right? <laughs> if I hadn't written down. One of their favorites is one of my older kids laying in bed one night when he was probably six to eight years old. Mom, if I hold really still, I can feel which way the earth is moving. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we would not know that and laugh about that if I hadn't written it down in a place that was accessible and retrievable. And I'm so grateful. I had no idea when I started doing that and tagging those, how healthy and beneficial that would be for our family. Oh, absolutely. When we share the humor and the miracles and the hard, not only does it give courage and fun and connection, but it also connects the future generations because they have the opportunity to read. And I love that you have those little pieces that you share together. There was a quote from the Saturday Evening Post, probably about 100 years ago, where the woman said, I don't keep my journal in the back of my closet. I keep it on the kitchen table for all to read. Personally, I have my own journal that is mine, but then I find that I have other pieces of my journals or even other journals that I give my children to read. It's been really entertaining at times. It sometimes gets me in trouble. Right now my (laughs) 18 year old is like, you made it through high school and you had a crazy busy schedule and I can do it too. And that's, there are pieces where I'm like, oh, but you really don't have to repeat everything that I, like all of my mistakes. Learn from me. (laughs) Learn from me. But how glad I am that I felt comfortable enough to share that with her. And now I'm talking to my mother and saying, okay, mom, so everything that you wish that I had made wiser choices in, especially bedtimes, would you like to pass this to your granddaughter? Because (laughs) bedtimes are not for reals and your senior year of high school and I forget this. Right, right. And I love that ability to share. Having a journal that is not just for you, but is to share. One thing that I've tried to do is I have a gratitude journal. All I do in it is write thank you notes to God. Beautiful. Each morning I get up and I write a thank you note to God for something that happened the previous day. Something he did where I saw his hand in my life. And that's a journal that I'll be able to hand on to my kids with no qualms about what's written in it. Because <laughs> we do need our own private journals too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for those because I go back and I read things and I'm like, oh, I start to see patterns and connections. And those help me. So some journals are for you. Some journals are to share and some journals we don't know what they're going to do for others but like the Chinese proverb says the faintest ink is better than the best memory for whatever purpose it for you personally for others for someone we don't even know if we write things down we just don't know what good can come from those things and have you noticed that the more often we write things down the more I'm not sure if it's that more miracles occur because God is honoring that we're writing down what we see or if it's that we see more of his miracles. It might be a little of both. 
I agree. But I, I've noticed as you continue your journaling or pick it up, which we recommend beyond measure, not only will it bless your family, but you will see more of the pieces that you're not alone on this earth, that there is a God, that he's watching over you. I know for me personally, if I have an impression about something, if I don't write it down, I don't get another impression for a little while. I call it impression of the spirit. Sometimes I go back and I'm like, oh, father. I'm so sorry, I did not write that down and I don't remember it all kind of here in my heart. That's okay, let's start over. And so writing is important. It's what makes history real, it's what makes people real. It's part of what we have been asked to do to continue this amazing journey called life. Plus, how in the world are you gonna get your wealth of learning, especially the times that we get to fall on our face or the times that we get to laugh or how do you share that and remember it all if we're not writing it? And if we write, sometimes it's too hard, I think, when things are really tough at the moment. But if we try to just capture a little bit of it, then as we go back later, we can see, oh, I was thinking this. Now I can see this is what was really going on. But if we don't write it down, it gets really muddled. It can get really confusing. We miss some important lessons if we haven't taken that time, even though it's hard, especially when things are really hard. That is so true. And you don't want to write. I've been there. You've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where it helps even if you just write one paragraph or the three words. Mm -hmm. Because when we write the other pieces that the lessons learned, sometimes we don't have to learn them again. Absolutely. To close, we're gonna end with James M. Barry, the Scottish author who created Peter Pan and who said, God gave us memory so that we might have roses in December. So how are you journaling? And what are you going to do to improve this day?